Hello, and welcome back to Batarang, the podcast where we bring you the Batman insights that others are too superstitious and cowardly to deliver. We're reviewing Batman the Animated Series. This week, kitty cats and puppy dogs are in trouble, and only Catwoman can save them. Until she gets bit by her own killer cat, and then only Batman can save them. It's Season 1, Episode 36, Cat Scratch Fever. Then we take a closer look at Gotham's most evil industrialist, Roland Daggett, here on Batarang. Welcome back. I am your host, Sam, here as always with our Batman expert, Brandon. I have nothing audible here. I'm just silently scribbling notes and judging you, you know, like a psychiatrist might. Oh, well, we're doing Cat Scratch Fever. I thought we already recorded Cat Scratch Fever. Okay, excellent. Don't worry, I have watched that one. I just read ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have notes on it? (laughs) I remember things. I remember stuff. All right, folks. Well, as you can see, we're very on top of things. (laughs) We actually watched two episodes because we're doing a bang bang. Um, But the first one is Cat Scratch Fever. There, you like that sting? I did. Good. I mean, that's what I was hoping would happen like the first time, just naturally, but whatever. Um, But it shares the impressive distinction of being the only Batman, the animated series, whose title is based on a Ted Nugent song. That's not correct, but only because Ted Nugent, he doesn't like Batman, he doesn't care about any of the other villains, just Mad Hatter. Really? No, no. Ted Nugent did poop himself, though, so he didn't have to go to Vietnam. Yep. So, I don't know if that's true, but I'll keep repeating it, because he sucks. Uh, I'm gonna go with it is true. Uh, And he does suck. Yep. Uh, Okay, so this was the technically third appearance of Catwoman. Right. Because she appears as Selena Kyle in uh, Dreams of Darkness. Right. Um, Although it wasn't really her, it was a hallucination. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) It is, in fact, a cartoon. Yes. Uh, So she's never really there. Uh, But... (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Chauncey Gardner. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Also, she's voiced by Peter Sellers. (laughs) Naturally. Uh, he does a very good Adrian Barbeau. Yes. Uh, but no, this is the f- the second full episode of Catwoman. I believe there's one more coming up in the first season. Which also has a painfully pretentious title. Um, that's Tiger... That's I, I mean, it's the Island of Dr. Moreau episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but we didn't watch that one. We watched Cat Scratch Fever, which involves something that is very reminiscent to actual Cat Scratch Fever. Right. <laughs> So, it, it, like, if nothing else, it is an apt title. <laughs> it is. You know, I really hope that in future generations, partly because of our work here, it does overshadow the Ted Nugent song. And, um, and yeah, this sure is an episode of Batman the Animated Series. It is. It was uh, not one of the top, for sure. 
Um, now all I can picture though is like future generations in like white jumpsuits on like a floating screen, seeing like a historical document of this episode of Batman right. the Animated Series. And saying like the teacher's like, as we know, this is the only like appearance of the phrase cat scratch fever in the English language. <laughs> right. Then a then a woman in like, you know, shorts and a tank top runs in with a hammer and breaks the breaks the monitor. Right. And then we learned that Princess Caroline's necklace was fake. Wow, I was really that was also in the back of my head. I wasn't sure how to tie it back, and I'm I'm just I'm so happy right now. It's another cat. It is in fact another cat. Full circle. Uh, but we've said almost nothing about the actual episode. Yeah, well, that's understandable. So why, so why don't we do our uh, our twenty two second summaries, which I'm pretty sure I wrote down. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> Drum roll and go meow. Catwoman. God damn it! Catwoman is released on parole. <laughs> it's the same thing you did last time. I'm starting over. I'm starting over. <laughs> All right, let's go. Catwoman is released on parole, but her cat Isis has gone missing. Turns out Roland Daggett has been rounding up strays and infecting them with an aggression toxin. He's using them to spread a plague so he can sell the cure, uh, and Catwoman uh, gets infected. Batman swoops in uh, and rescues them, and there's a cool fight on the ice, uh, and then uh, that's it. Clean sweep. Uh, Yeah, like 21 seconds. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cool. Okay, the color commentary version goes something as follows. Um... Roland Daggett could have just pointed out. I, I actually I did look this up. There's something like a quarter of a million stray dogs and cats in New York City. He could have just said, "Hey, they're spreading disease, whatever," and sold this thing. It's all bullshit anyway. But uh, Dum Dum had to kidnap Catwoman's cat, and boy howdy, does she punch him in the face. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, it it was it's not a super great episode. Like the animation's not that good. Um, even Barbeau is not as good as she was in Cat and Claw, which is uh, is a shame. Yep, I do have notes on this one. Lots hey, actually. Nice. So all right, that's right. They say he does say in the episode, getting ahead of ourselves, um, that he says there's three hundred thousand um, strays, strays in Gotham. Strays in Gotham. Uh, which is 200,000 fewer than the number of feral cats estimated in New York City and about a million fewer than the estimated amount of stray dogs there. Yeah, so I think uh, no one in the writer's room actually did any research on how many animals are loose in big cities. I mean, they didn't have Wikipedia back then. Right, you couldn't Google. Right. <laughs> they would have had to have, like gone to the, like gone to the New York City Hall of Records and like called animal control there it's just it's literally not worth the effort no like, they just like said a number that seemed reasonable and high enough to be scary right and that's fine <laughs> but yeah like Daggett's whole plan here is he has kidnapped these animals um catnapped whatever uh he's injecting them with this cooked up drug that makes them cuckoo the animals go and they scratch and bite people, which gives them this, the, the same toxin, but it expresses differently in humans. And they just get like, like they have yellow fever or something. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, not that a lot of these like sciencey things do. Yeah. Um, and the, the bull cut guy is back in this episode, right? Yeah, or Milo. Like, okay, that's right. That is his name. I do have it here. Wow. Yeah, Milo. That sure is. It's weird how the... Bull, bull cut wearing scientist with a big nose is kind of a thing in animation like that character shows up character type shows up in like gargoyles and gundam wing mm-hmm. um 
I don't know. This is a that's a this is a very nineties episode. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> we know that like there's sort of this you know ebb and flow of the nineties-ness of this, but like being so concerned about animal testing, that feels very much of like the eco-consciousness of the 90s, right? Yeah. Like, if this had been followed up with an episode of Batman using a battering to cut, like, the rings on a six-pack container, <laughs> um, it would be about the same vibe for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, when I was watching this and, like, we started talking about um, Catwoman's activism and, mm-hmm. like, protection of animals and stuff, it got me, like, wondering why Catwoman and Poison Ivy never team up in this series. Like, they're very aligned. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the answer is you can't have kind of two women in an episode like that. I know it's there's hardly an Ivy, but I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird and dumb. And I don't know. Probably because they figured that as soon as they put, like, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Batman together, like, it, it's just going to be a throuple at that point. Like, it just... They're just like, why are we even fighting <laughs> each other? Like, we have yeah. so many more worthy but like, targets. So many opportunities. Yeah. Like, you could have Poison Ivy use the love spray on Batman, and then Selena's jealous. Like, hey, I I agree with you. You know, I've never read uh, Gotham City Sirens, which is about Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy hanging out. I could go back and, and see if that um, if that sort of thing happens in there. That would be pretty cool. Mm. I didn't read it when it came out because it was basically advertised as Sex in the City, but with Batman villainesses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, pass. Mm. But but I guess there was more going on under the... And I think it might have been written by Paul Dini, but I'm not sure about that. That would, um, that would track. Yeah. So do you want to start, um, start pawing yeah. through this episode? Yeah, let's. Like the cat in the litter box, right. digging up those nuggets. Yep. Uh, okay, so we start off in a courthouse because um, Selena is at her hearing for sentencing. Right. Uh, and she gets an extremely light sentence for what she did, but for good reason. Yes. And that good reason is uh, the plot requires it. Well, that. <laughs> and uh, the judge says that not only does she have a plea bargain, I don't know who she's squealing on in this plea bargain, but she has one, I guess. It, it could have just been one of those uh, plea bargains of like, hey, we don't feel like we don't feel like going full tilt after you. Will you just plead guilty to a lesser charge? Yeah. Because again, like in in any place where you know Joker exists, Catwoman is just such like, I mean, yeah, great character. But if you're a prosecutor, uh, you've got a lot of shit to worry about. So. So yeah, they're like, you helped Batman take down an international terrorist ring. And save millions of lives. <laughs> that Apparently that does count for something. And good. Um, because ultimately, other than stealing a couple of things, uh, Catwoman did, broke no laws that Batman did not. Right. So. Um, but I, she, she gets five years probation. And specifically told that she is not to wear her Catwoman costume for crimes. Which means that I guess she can wear it to, like, the grocery store or whatever. No, that's not that's what she, So the judge says she, she can't wear the Catwoman costume at all. Okay. Or I'll throw the book at you. Right, there's some... Which really puts a damper on, on Selena's weekend plans. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, if she were smart, she would just cook up another, like, Jaguar lady. Different costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I wear it in my own bedroom? No! <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, I don't want to hear about it. But Bruce does. 
Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, so she is ecstatic. She gets out of jail. Um, and she heads home, and she's so happy that she's dancing, but then Maven gives her the bad news. ISIS is missing. Yes. Not the Islamic State of right. Iraq and Syria, but her no, cat. Not the spy organization from Archer, but her cat. Not the dog from, uh, um, not Bridgerton, that other show. You know, the one that was, that was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Down Abbey. Down Had Abbey. that guy in it wore a shirt. The um, dog on Down Abbey was called ISIS people. They got rid of the dog because of the terrorism. Right. Also, not the goddess, her cat. So anyway, um, yes. And of course, Selena decides, well, I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go right now. Find my cat. Yep. Smash cut to fish being dumped out at a fish market. And these fish look like the exact fish that a kitty cat would want to go and nibble on, didn't they? <laughs> like, just off camera, Tom of Tom and Jerry fame is like, go and get me some of that. It has, like, the semiotics of cartoon cat fishies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they get poured out and I was like, kitty cat <laughs> would love those fish. Uh, but anyway, uh, Selena's there uh, looking for Isis because uh, she thinks the same way as me. And she's showing all the fishmongers pictures of her cat. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, and memes. And so she pretty much just happens upon these um, these weirdos, right? The sort of... The, the thugs in here give me a strong, like, 101 Dalmatians vibe mm-hmm. um, of just, like... Uh, here's a lady and two guys, and they're kidnapping animals. Yeah, they're yep. like more so than other thugs on this show. Mm-hmm. They're just assholes. Yeah, yeah, like, they really are. They have no qualifications to do this other than that they are assholes. Right. <laughs> it's the sort of thing where you realize, like, oh, if Batman did fight just regular crime, it would be a lot less fun because these people are actually kind of tedious. Yeah. Um, also, the sort of the brains of that part of the operation i forget the woman's name but she's really mean to catwoman yeah like she's really mean to sleep and you know there's a special place in hell for women who don't support women mm-hmm. sister <laughs> sister yeah so i'd like to point out my favorite part of this sequence is that selena you know does like she what finds isis right she finds isis in the alley she finds nope. a cat just cats anyway she has she finds these cats and of course, Selena Kyle is walking around with just loose cat food in her pocket to yeah. offer them. She's like a massive thing of cat treats, and she's like, I'm your friend, and puts them on the ground. <laughs> she also has a cat whistle. Yes. Which I don't think is a thing. <laughs> I mean, who could possibly know? Mm, cats. <laughs> I mean, if anyone knows this cat woman, so I'll just shut up. Yeah, I mean, look, as we um Batman the Animated Series introduces like reality-breaking technology regularly mm-hmm. um i'm okay with there being a cat whistle sure. sure yeah yeah i guess i was a little too aggressive on the cat whistle <laughs> Wh- withdrawn <laughs> no i'm sustaining it anyway damn it uh there's actually a scene that i wanted to mention because mm-hmm. there was a nice image in it at the start um and that's right after the five years probation scene we cut to batman bruce wayne in his underwear doing sit-ups right uh, except he's in like black and gray relief because he's silhouetted by his television screen, mm-hmm. and he looks like the like drawings of people in Soviet propaganda that are like holding up 
Um, right, right. Like the civilization or like mm-hmm. the people in the mosaics at like 30 Rock. Like right. it's the only time I've seen a char- a human character in the show done in Art Deco style. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Also, I mean, as again, as much as I like Batman, uh, he's not the proletariat. Let's be clear. Here. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. In, 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 well, I wouldn't say in Soviet Russia, like Bruce Wayne is first against wall. Um, but the Superman Red Sun comic would uh, would beg to differ. So. Yeah. Also, like Bruce Wayne is just too canny to uh, get on the bad end of a revolution. Oh yeah. He'd yeah. he'd play he'd figure it out. Oh, he would just he'd like fund it and oh. be like, I'm one of the good ones, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Like you're right. I shouldn't have this money. Let's think of something good to do with it. Yeah. Uh, anywho. Anywho. Selena um, gets in a fight with these people yep. kidnapping cats for, yep. so far, all we know, reasons? Yes. The only clue we have is that the van that they're in says Daggett Industries on the side of it. Which, you know, it's so funny to me watching this now because as a kid, I never held, like, Roland Daggett as a person in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Rupert, Rupert Thorne I got, but I think, mm-hmm. like... Daggett is so devoid of personality. Yeah, he's not much of a character other than, like, a man that has, like, no morals or code whatsoever. Right. Um, And his, I don't know, maybe it's, like, his hair, but he kind of reminds me of Norman Osborn, like, Mm -hmm. on the Spider-Man cartoon. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, it's, like, it's just kind of this blob of vague, evil capitalist in my head. Yeah. Um, but, like, given that, he mm-hmm. features, like, on this rewatch very prominently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is... I feel like that's almost a shame, because it doesn't build to anything. Yeah. Right? I mean, granted, like, this is not... You know, I think that this is something that is harder for, like, people who, you know, have grown up since the year 2000 to wrap their heads around is... We were never guaranteed, like, watching a TV show in order, even seeing all the episodes. Right. Right? So it couldn't, like, build to something. Like, it was kind of a, like, ballsy move for them to have any two-part episodes, mm-hmm. even for Two-Face. But So as opposed to, like, the, you know, the post-24 era where it was really important that seasons of DVDs get out. Um yeah. So yeah. Well, we're, we'll talk about Daggett a little bit more at the end of the episode because I have some interview questions. Yes. Uh, but, like, he basically is a stand-in for all of, like, evil industry. Right. He's yeah, he's the he's the Elon Musk of summer policemen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just started through in my head, and yes. Yeah. No, that's... S- sustained. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I also want to call attention to the really awful uh, lipstick that Catwoman is wearing, that Selena's wearing. Um, it, it's not that bad in close-up, mm. but in long shots and medium, um, the stroke on the lipstick is really thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she has this big red circle for most of her lower face, <laughs> and it nasty. It, it wool. Um, so yeah, she gets in a fight with these these catnappers. Yep, and the police show up. Yep, and they're like, "Hey, this lady jumped us." I'm like, I don't know. This seems like a pretty easy thing for Selena. Should be able to wiggle her way out of. It's like, why would I, one person, jump in heels, jump three people? Right. Uh, well, I mean, the answer is that she was fighting them over a cat. Right. Yeah. And like, she, although she was not the aggressor in this situation, 
if they were actually harming a cat, she would have been. Yeah. Like, if if they hadn't, like, attacked her first, she would have attacked them. Right. So it's not that unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think for me the long and short of it is... I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just, you know, the bleeding heart lib in me. But, like, I don't know. She shouldn't have gotten arrested. But... Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, Montoya could have worked it out in that alley and, like, figured something out. Um, but... Instead, she arrested everybody and took them all downtown. Yeah. Um, and who should bail Catwoman out but Mr. Bruce Wayne? Of course. Of course. And she's very grateful, but makes it very clear that she likes Bruce as a friend. As a friend. <laughs> and also, just out of curiosity, does he have Batman's number? <laughs> um, yeah, like Bruce gives her sort of the gentle, like, hey, you should be careful, Selena. And she says, I forget what it was she said exactly, but basically she said something along the lines of like, I don't know, I have my evening clothes to change into. She might as well have just said, Bruce, I'm going to break my probation by putting on the Catwoman costume and I'm going to go do some crimes. Uh, he, yeah, he's like, there's heat on you. You should be careful. And she's like, oh, don't worry. No one will see Selena Kyle anywhere. Mm -hmm. Just my alter ego that everybody now knows is me. Right. So why even wear the costume? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good it's a utilitarian costume. Yes, it does have tools in it. Yes, not not like other Catwoman costumes that have the tail, mm -hmm. right? Or dear God, the uh, when she wore the purple costume with the green cape. Mm -hmm. Like I like the the look of the costume, but it's the it's the dumbest thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and like as much as I was shitting on this episode for having subpar animation mm -hmm. um, and like lackluster performances, mm -hmm. the design of Catwoman in that costume looks great. Yeah. It is It is really good. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, in general, I think hers, is, which is funny, like, hers is one of the simpler styles, mm -hmm. and then when they do the redesign later, it's even more straightforward, and that scene, it sort of seems unnecessary, right? They could have just sort of redrawn her in the mostly gray with black accent outfit, but... Mm -hmm. um, so... She breaks into Daggett Labs. By driving up in apparently her DeLorean. <laughs> she has, the, has like the wing doors. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she uses her little cat nails to scrape her way in. Uh, and then she finds the animals. Isis is in one of the pens. She mm -hmm. lets Isis out, but Isis has been infected yep. uh, with this chemical that makes her aggressive. So she bites Catwoman mm -hmm. through her leather glove and makes a... Scratching her, so yep, uh, pretty intense. Yeah, uh, and then all of the science people show up, of course. And Milo is there, and he has he has the voice that only a low grade sex offender could have. <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah, so he has. Oh god, he has this line about like licking it better. Yeah, like, yeah, Ew, it was nasty. <laughs> um, he also says that. Uh, it's po like the cats are now poisonous and I'm not a scientist, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's venom when it comes out of an aminal. Yeah. Good question. It's not a question. I'm just saying that Milo's an idiot oh. or the writers boned up. Well, so anyway, uh, but like there is a little scene where like they show how the chemicals work and stuff before this, the set, yeah. set the yeah. rules of the episode, but that hardly matters. <laughs> right. So they catch her, um, after she's been bitten to escape, she <laughs> knocks over a plate of chemicals, which then fills the room with smoke. Because, like, of course it does. When orange liquid hits the floor, it turns into smoke. That's yeah. That's 
That's why it's so important that you keep your high C safe. Yep, that's just chemistry, kids. Yep. Uh, and she runs off, but Milo is smug because he knows that she's been bitten and infected and that she's probably going to die from it. Right. And she nearly does. She collapses. Yeah, Batman picks her up. After he after he feels her, he's like, she's feverish. Like, she's burning up. Um, he's he's wearing his gloves. I would just like to point that out. Maybe maybe he and Catwoman have terrifically thin gloves, mm-hmm. and that's how Isis was able to bite her through them. Because again, it's kind of hard to tell a fever like with just your hand. You're like, eh, is it? Or am I just cold? It is right. the middle of winter. Right. Yeah. So, um, but he sure he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can detect fevers through his leather gloves. Fine. Right. Uh, and then he. He takes her back to one of her safe houses. Right. Which is just the cat equivalent of the Arctic Zoo from the end of Batman Returns. More or less. Yep. Uh, And she explains to him through her fevered delirium as best as she can what's happening. (laughs) Which I have my note down here. um, And I I use talk to text a fair amount, which censors. And I love that. Um, So I said, Selena says... Isis bit me, but she didn't mean it. As if Batman's then going to, like, punch her cat in the head and drag her to Arkham. It's like, Batman does not fucking care whether or not your cat bit you on purpose, okay? Mm-hmm. Nothing ma- That does not matter. Yeah. Well, it's important in Selena's head. And then her last words as she loses consciousness are, Must. Save. Isis. And Batman shrugs. He's like, okay, I guess I support the caliphate now. That's what gets me laid. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not a great line reading. Nope. But it wasn't a good line. Nope. So. <laughs> no, I mean, like, well, what information, I mean, even for kids, like, I guess kids need to be reminded that her cat is missing because otherwise the line doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. right? Like a bad line can do something, but I don't know. It's like, and also still the cat, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyway, we do. We then get a scene um, where, yeah, we get more exposition. Yes, because Batman goes back to Daggett Labs, and uh, he is interrogating a thug about what's going on. But then Daggett shows up and just spills everything. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> like we've already explained the plan, so we don't have to go over it again. Right. Um, but he thinks that his two guys with guns are going to stop Batman. <laughs> You know, maybe this will be the the time. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, for some, they almost not. they it almost doesn't. do, I guess. Yeah. But they but obviously there's no chance of that happening. <laughs> Milo jumps in his truck and, and he says he's gonna what dr- drive all the way to Bogota. Is that what he says? Well, so the note I have here is, what if Milo just kept driving that truck all the way to Bogota and we got a spinoff series about these creeps trying to make a life for themselves in Colombia, <laughs> which like. Milo, like, moving to Colombia and being like, hey, I'm a criminal scientist. This should be great. And everyone's like, you're an asshole. <laughs> That's what I what I imagine. Sure. Yep. Put her on HBO Max. Exactly. Yep. Right next to Pennyworth. Just a six-episode miniseries where the last two episodes is uh, them in a fight for their lives while Batman hunts them down in Bogota. Yep. Uh, does it cross over with Peacemaker? Um... Maybe. Yeah, sure. This this provides the backstory of why he has those stupid jod purse. Oh, I like it. Thanks. 
so yeah. Um, instead, a rabid dog or like mm-hmm. aggression affected dog chases Batman uh, through the snow. Yep. There's actually a really nice animation that's from Batman's perspective of sliding down a hill mm-hmm. uh, where it's like um, kind of like the half pipe in Sonic 2 right. where like things are flying by yeah. uh, and it looks nice. Yeah. Um, and then they uh, chase him out to a frozen pond right? because he's trying to get to Selina, I think. Yes, because he is doing a tremendous job leading them right back to Selina's hideout. Yes, um, but he has the uh, the cure in his in his pocket, right? Uh, and there's actually it's actually a pretty cool set piece for the climax, pun not intended, mm-hmm. uh, where Batman's out on this thin ice and the thugs are chasing him and the dog is chasing him and like they're shooting Tommy guns and breaking the ice. Yeah. Um, he like ends up underwater and they think he's dead, but then he smashes through. It's yeah, that's classic Batman shit. Yeah, and like, do the physics on that work? No, sure, no fucking way. <laughs> like we see that we actually see the ice from the, the edge on when it mm-hmm. breaks, and it's like five inches. Yeah, um, like a man under the water is not gonna punch up through it. No. I also really wish two things. I wish is that Batman had been like. Oh, shit, Selena, Selena, can you get out here? Be better, please. You're good with animals. Can you talk to this dog? And also, you know, it's like, what, it's like a pit bull or something? Um, it's like a mastiff. Yeah, it's a, a breed that already has a bad rap. Yeah. And I, and I begrudge that. Like, they don't need it even worse coming from Batman the Animated Series. I wish it had, it had been a deranged collie. Mm. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted. Some goofy-looking breed, like a schnauzer or something, going after Batman. Yeah, well, it makes you... Uh, I think that would have been actually a lot better, uh, bringing up, like, a collie. Like, something that, like, is lo- beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, it drives home more the immorality of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, there's more... It's more more tension when Batman has to fight it. Right. Because it's not a huge, like, monster dog. Right. It's just, like, you don't want to see Batman punch Lassie. Right. Um, except now that I say it, I kind of do. <laughs> well, he's punched enough animals. He's punched so... As we've established before, he's punched so many animals. Um, hit him in the nose. They hate that. All of them. But luckily, he doesn't need to because he has the cure in his... <coughs> Sorry, we'll start over. <coughs> Lord... But luckily, he doesn't need to because he has the cure in his pocket and it works instantly. Despite having also been submerged in that ice cold water. Yeah, but it's aerosol. It's like a can of hairspray. Okay. But then, like, aerosol cans explode under. Or, like, they're not supposed to be in extreme temperatures, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know. I know. I'm just. I'm doing the thing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, long story short, he. Cures the dog. He takes care of these thugs. He goes and cures Selena too. Uh, then we get a denouement uh, with Selena at her house, her penthouse or whatever. Mm. And Batman even returns her cat to her. Yeah, yeah, in a basket and everything. In a basket, it's yeah. cute. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's because Isis's eyes are so big. Um, she's kind of a derpy-looking cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the way, like, when when the Simpsons animation was not, like, very consistent, and uh, the characters would often have eyes going slightly different directions. Yeah, yeah. It's just a perfect amount of derp, and I love it. I love uh, it, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, she... 
I mean, I misremembered it earlier, so I guess like Catwoman, you know, wearing the suit at all. Yeah. But I um I have this note here. I hope the judge had to say out loud, well, I guess she used the Catwoman costume to uphold the law, and so she didn't technically violate her probation. Uh. Um but you know, whatever. Yeah, I think this is just everyone looking the other way. Yeah. Which what, like Batman should have the first time he uh, locked, like sent her to, to jail. Right. It's, um, yep, it's fine. Yep. Cat, I mean, Catwoman gets her cat back. There's justice for the Aminals. Roland Daggett presumably goes to jail. I don't know. No, does he? I don't know. I, I mean, we don't see it happen. I'm just... I feel like one of the rules of the series uh, is that Roland Daggett can't go to jail. That's, I mean, that's probably accurate. For all we know, he owns the jail. Like, literally. Like, we don't yeah, know how privatized yeah. this prison system is. Like, in Appointment on Crime, Crime Alley, he, like, firebombs a neighborhood of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And he has two people willing to testify that he did that, but he's untouchable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> these gangsters, no one can touch them. They're almost, like... Some kind of untouchables. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, okay. Uh, where shall we rank this? I don't know. Kind of... I'm... I'm happy to say, like, within... Uh, very much within the center. Like, nothing about it is painfully bad. Mm-hmm. Nothing about it is exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, perfectly cromulent episode. Uh, I'll agree with that. I I will put it below our current middle barometer, which mm. is Dreams in Darkness. Mm. Uh, I think it's a few notches under that. Yeah. Um, Dreams in Darkness was a perfectly good episode, and this was uh, noticeably worse than it. Yeah, it has. I mean, this one does have some rough spots, but it also has some like pretty good bits. So yeah, it does. Yep. Uh, and uh, I think we've done this out of order, but what about Batman's body count? Uh, I mean. <sighs> I mean, he dies under that ice for sure yeah but other than that i don't i think everyone is i don't remember anything that made me go like no there's no way that guy didn't die no i don't think so so yeah uh so one so it's batman. it's batman again which almost doesn't count i feel for these but mm-hmm. oh well it's fine um so yeah batman's body count zero um so yeah, rank boopity boop um so hey do you wanna do you wanna talk about Roland Daggett or or should we visit the Arkham Kives? Well, let's talk about Roland Daggett. We or do you have an Arkham Kive on Daggett? I not on Daggett. You got one on Hugo Strange. I do. That's right. Well, we'll save that for okay. uh, the that Strange. Goes, that makes sense. Strange Secret was win. Ooh boy, boy howdy, my head is. I already had my uppers. Now I need my downers. Ooh lordy. Um. Uh, all right. So I did write some questions about Daggett. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about writing questions about drugs in Batman generally. I think I'll save that for another one because I know there's going to be another episode with narcotics. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk Daggett. Mm-hmm. So first question. I Normally I ask for origin and derivation, but why don't we get even more basic? Yeah. Who is Roland Daggett? So he is our go-to character for bad capitalists. He was created for the series. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Does he does he appear out of the series once you know once it closed? He so there is a Daggett in Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. He's the one who pays Bane, but in there for some reason they changed the name to John Daggett. So it, and I 
so I was looking this up. Apparently there are fan theories that he's supposed to be Roland Daggett's son. And what amazes me is that anyone in the world cares enough to type that sentence. <laughs> I cannot I cannot imagine looking at this character in Dark Knight Rises and saying, I give any shits about this character. Like, that blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not... I'm generally, like... I don't know, I'm not a... Ch- I, don't, I don't care about fan theories. Well, here's my fan theory. Okay. My, I don't care. My theory is... Uh, you don't have to care. This is for the listeners. Okay. Uh, so... They had the character of Daggett in the script. Mm-hmm. They go to cast him, and the actor says, Can we change it to John? I don't want to be a Roland. It's just a weird name. I think people know Noah John. Roland is, is just weird. <laughs> it's going to draw some intertextual comparisons to the child Roland to the Dark Tower came, and it's just going to be a whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. For all, for all the Dark Knight Rises fans who are big... Percy B. Shelley fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Uh, also, the only other Daggett is the um, the younger brother of the Angry Beavers, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which you know is um, I have fond memories of that series. I'm not going to go back and we're not we're not going to do a an Angry Beavers podcast. I feel like that that has probably not aged particularly well. What do you think? There's like racist stuff in it. <laughs> Uh, well, there was that one time Norbert turned to the, the camera and said, I just don't think women should work full time. <laughs> I just don't think. I mean, I don't remember anything about it being particularly funny, except that one episode when they decide not to eat wood anymore and their teeth grow grossly <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, Daggett. Ooh, it's one of those names that isn't a name. It just, it's a sound Yes. And yeah, it's very good at that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you think mm. that he's effective in what he needs to do for Batman the Animated Series? So, he's not the only character who, like, fills this sort of role in the Batman, I don't know, lore? No, whatever. yeah. Um, one of my favorites is John Davenport, who is the sort of scummy, uh, you know, entrepreneur businessman billionaire whatever Mm -hmm. um and he's in the comics especially around no man's land Mm -hmm. um and he's just tremendously selfish in that a building of his falls across a road and he's like no i won't let you bulldoze it you may own the street but the building is still mine you can't destroy it without due process and batman just says i'm batman and drives a bulldozer through it Uh and even as a kid like that was very satisfying to read Uh um whereas i think like for like TAS, it since it's pitched at an even younger audience than your average Batman comic is, um, it's I think Daggett's fine. Like sleazy businessman is you know a pretty standard kind of. It's something kids can sort of wrap their head around. Uh-huh. So I guess my ultimate answer is I guess, but I don't know. Rupert Thorne is just so much more. Like charismatic, he is. But Rupert Thorne's not a businessman. Rupert Thorne is a mafia boss. He's, ask him; he's a perfectly legitimate businessman. Who right, works right. In shipping. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, an interesting thing that occurred to me while you were talking just now is is that, um, and this harkens back to appointment in crime alley as well that. The laws of our society are set up 
by people like him to protect people like him. Right. So, but Batman operates outside the law. Right. And that's why he can get get the uh, daggets of the world and take them down. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's that bit in Superman Returns, and this this idea shows up other places, right? Where... Superman, like, he can't go to court and testify as Superman against Lex Luthor. Batman doesn't care. Batman's just like, no, I'll scare them so bad they won't do it again. If they do it again, I break their legs. And I think, like, even a child just senses that there's something unjust about the world, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, oh, the rich and powerful get away with shit. Yeah. Uh, And, like, it's a nice power fantasy to see somebody able to strike back at that and, like, Mm -hmm. take it down. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think the other thing is that Daggett is like his cast his voice casting is so good right again comparing him to Thorne Thorne has that smooth voice Mm -hmm. you know like you can see someone like him also playing like Vito Corleone right whereas Daggett eh eh like he comes from Gotham Southie Uh right so it's this like sort of nouveau riche thing that there's a weird classism thing there where it's like yeah you're wealthy but you're all you're still trash right Um, classless except for his watch except for his but then he keeps bringing it up and he's like I retired from being poor so I got this watch (laughs) I needed to know what time uh, Crime Alley's gonna blow up <laughs> Did I say that bit out loud? Ah, you're not gonna do anything. Here's a fifty. Eh, whatever. It's eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. All right. Yep. So, uh, honestly, that's all I want to say and, and talk about with Daggett. There's not all that much else to it. It's not like there's a wealth of of comic books that we can dig into that explain his backstory or like really excellent like tales as far as I can tell there's no uh, Daggett comic appearances Um, it's just Dark Knight Rises Um, so I don't know I mean and that's why I brought in Davenport is again like there are other characters that serve the same sort of space right but again to go back to um, Davenport like the name everything else about him like it just oozes like the old money sort of like he belongs to Bruce's world much more than Daggett does right right um god even cause that that story arc happened in like 97 mm. um so I was like nine years old reading this and um I remember him saying to his like girlfriend or whatever that dirty martinis were uh the co- preferred cocktail of, like pizza waitresses uh-huh. and I'm like and it was the first time, like, That's this so specific. Idea, right. It was the first time this idea of, like, class and liquor intersected in my mind. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Then he turned directly to, like, the reader and said, tonight we tanqueray. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I believe it. No. No. God. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we should do right now as an Arkham Kives of... I dare you all to look up Batman advertising Hostess fruit pies. Like, that's why that's believable, is that the Justice League has uh, advertised for Hostess fruit pies. Subway, like, I recently saw online someone digged up an image of Superman shaking Jared Fogel's hand. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yup. Speaking of things not aging well. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, that... And again, like, that's the funny thing about a Roland Daggett or a Bertrand or Davenport, whatever his name is, is you have these, like, 
comic book writers don't make that much money. Like they make no. they make a living and that's about it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Some people think that like it is So remember when I was like an ACT tutor? There was a passage for one of the reading sections that said that game developers were wealthy. Okay. Yep. And I'm like, I can tell you right now, kid, that ain't true. No. I'm <laughs> trust me, I'm literally an authority on the subject. Right. Like I don't know, are you a developer who also owns the company? That's the one. Like, I'm internationally recognized as an expert on this. No. Um, Cool. So, um, uh, bum, bum, bum. So you have these, like, working class, like, folks who are writing these stories about douchebag rich people. Mm -hmm. But then, like, like anything else, like any other major media, that then gets published by, you know, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or in this case, AOL, Time Warner, HBO conglomerate. Right? (laughs) Um, Is the AOL still in there? <laughs> I mean, they still own it. Um, Let's put AOL in there twice just for fun. <laughs> Shine uh, Heart Wig Company. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 party favors. Um, so yeah, that's the I think the sort of fundamental irony of it always, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, they're um, the Warner Brothers Corporation is not your friend. So, anyway, I wish I could punch them in the head. I'm trying to make an Ezra Miller joke, and it's not working. Um, no. Gosh, what a weird, what a weird thing for Ezra Miller. Like, um, right, that, that's the Flash, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, cool. And it's like, Ezra Miller comes out as non-binary. I'm like, cool. Any other any other news about Ezra Miller? I'm like, oh no, including like producing a propaganda documentary, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not totally down on on celebrities getting in fights. Orlando uh, Orlando Bloom punched um, uh, what's his name the the Twinkie Pop singer from Canada, Justin Bieber. Did he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They got in a fist fight in Ibiza. You know how I know how to pronounce that? How? Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> That's it. I closed the circle. Do your outro. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So I'll keep my commentary on the rest to myself and other stories of celebrities fighting. Uh, so if you liked listening to us talk about this mediocre episode of Batman the Animated Series, you are going to love listening to us talk about a banger of an episode next week. The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. Uh, it's a it's a good one. Tune in. It's got three named Batman villains in it. Un, deux, trois. So check that out. Same battering time, same battering channel. Well. <laughs> you wanted a stinger, right? It's for the children. Yeah. Yeah.